Welcome to the four-part teaching series, Understanding Your Dreams, featuring Cindy McGill. In this series, you'll learn about God's perspective on dreams and why interpreting them is important. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? This is part four of four. This is going to be all about live dream interpretations. You get to see it applied right here. This is like the culmination of all that wealth of knowledge and revelation coming into just a focused point. So I can't wait to see it. It's going to be great. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be a live dream interpretation. So if anybody who's like, whoa, this is the first episode I'm seeing. Whoa, I want my dream interpreted. The window for that has closed, unfortunately. These are all people that sent in their dreams prior. And we curated, you know, a list, tried to get as many as we could fit in. Um, and so uh, maybe there'll be other opportunities. If this resonates with people that, you know, that we can do that. So let us know in the comments, especially after this is over. Uh, how you liked it, uh, you know, maybe you learned some stuff. So we want to hear about that too. So um, for those who don't know, my guest today that's been uh, hosting this series on dream interpretation, understanding your dreams has been, has had years of dream interpretation out on the streets, in porn conventions, at film festivals, at Burning Man. She's also the founder of Freedom Lounge. Let's give it up for my guest today, Cindy McGill. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Welcome back for the final installment. I know. I'm sad. I know. It's <laughs> weird. It went by so fast. I was, that last week I was looking and I'm like, I cannot believe that it's already four episodes. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm really, there. really excited about today. Uh, I know this is something that you've done for years. Um, and so uh, I think we're ready to get this started. What about okay. you? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let's bring in Joe, um, uh, Macy. Hi, Macy. Hi. Hi. How okay. are you? Good. Great. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's go ahead and go for it. I'm going to let you just tell the dream and then let Cindy do what she does, okay? Okay. So I recently had a dream. Um, I was in an unknown house, an unknown location with people that I didn't know. I didn't feel scared or threatened or anything, which is kind of unlike me. I'm pretty shy. Um, and I had my son with me and this stranger walked up to me, uh, this woman and her son. And for whatever reason, one of them had a number two diaper. And she said that she would take both of the boys to the bathroom and change whichever one. Um, so I let her, I let a stranger take my baby. Um, and then I don't know if it was in my spirit or if I saw something maybe on a baby monitor. Um, but I saw number two smeared all over the place. And I thought that's gross and weird. I'm going to go check it out just to make sure everything's okay. So on my way to the bathroom, I see number two smeared all over the baseboard as well. So that really, I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, and then when I get into the bathroom, smeared all over the bathroom floor, I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> this woman had my son in a tub full of water. Mm. He was blue and he was lifeless. Mm. She kept dunking her head underwater, I guess trying to pull water out of his mouth or his lungs. Um, but every time, you know, he was underwater and she wasn't bringing him up for air or anything. Um, and so as soon as I saw that, I rushed over 
and I yanked him out of the tub and kind of started doing the same thing she did. I put my mouth on his nose and his mouth and tried to, I guess, start pulling water out. Mm-hmm. And the whole time in my dream, I was praying out loud and declaring life over him. Sure. And then once I looked down again, he was not in my hands. I was holding a little, um, like a little wooden box that in the corner had a little hole in it. And that was what I was trying to suck water out of. Hmm. And then I woke up very fearful. Okay. Um, So here's what I heard you say. Uh, You were in an unknown house with unknown people around. And so it's an unfamiliar place. You've never been there before. And a woman, again, a stranger with a child about the same age as your child, um, wanted to take your child into the bathroom and change diapers. Uh, The number two usually means witness or it has something to do with unity or has something to do like that. I was thinking of actually Isaiah 22, 22, because when I first started hearing you tell the stream, I thought you're in a point of transition. And so whenever a transition is happening, there's fear that accompanies that or tries to come in immediately. And it has to do with your gener- uh, the generation of kids. It has to do with your child. It has to do with um, something that would try and, um, you know, cause them uh, not to fulfill their destiny. However, um, I believe that this is a dream about you, about your calling about what you're uh, going to be seeing and experiencing. You're going to be rescuing. You're going to be breathing life into a generation of young boys, little girls that um, feel that they've been uh, endangered somehow, or they have not been cared for. Or they've been, you know, uh, the purpose that, uh, that was supposed to happen was a change of diaper. And as it turned out, mm-hmm. it was a tub of water. And so they were trying to to silence them or keep them from. And I feel like it's a calling dream for you. I think it has something to do with the transition that you're in right now where you're going to be, God's almost going to open your eyes. He's going to help you to see things that you don't normally see. And he's going to give you uh, a rescue. Uh, I almost saw you like a lifeguard or having the big cross on your chest, you know, like you're going to rescue uh, a generation oh. of young kids um, and bathrooms have to do with spiritual cleansing or they have to do with places, you know, where it's private and that kind of thing. And, and I, I think, I honestly think you're going to be shown secret places or hidden places or things that are going on. And it's going to be, I think God's going to bring other people around you <laughs> to assist and aid you in this call. So even though it was fearful in the moment, you know, we're living in that kind of atmosphere of, man, we don't know what, who to trust, or we don't even know, you know, what's going on. But um, immediately when you started telling the dream, unfamiliar house, unfamiliar people, it's a whole new place. It's a place where you've never been before. You've never lived before. So um, I don't see it as a, um, fearful or negative dream. I don't see it as a destructive dream. I think that it's a calling dream oh, on you. I've had about three dreams like that. Yep. So that's, thank you, Cindy. So yeah. So it resonates on the inside of you. It does. Yeah. It really yeah. Does. I think, I think you're going to find more people with the same heart. Um, you know, that God is just uh, almost like laying his heart over the hearts of people that are open to 
receive their assignment, especially as it, as it pertains to the generations coming up, you I've know, the kids. I'm ready yeah. for the assignment. Mm-hmm. That's um, awesome. Thank well, you. And we'll, and, you know, start praying into it. Allow God to give you direction and give you insight and give you like uh, hidden mysteries and secrets and things in places where you wouldn't normally look. But uh, I think you're one of many that will be raised up in this time. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feeling, feeling better, Macy? So much better. Happy awesome. here. <laughs> Yay. 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 I'm glad. Good. All right. Do you have any other questions before we let you go? No. Just God right. bless you guys and thank you yeah. for all that you do. Oh, absolutely. God bless you too. See yeah. yeah. All right. So what I'm hearing though is when when – it's important when somebody has a dream like hers, if you look at it on the surfaces, whoa, that was really bad. And obviously it really affected her emotionally. And you're looking at that and you're going, oh my goodness. It's important to remove that and look at it, obviously with discernment instead of just um, getting into it, like into the emotional trenches, you know, <laughs> as it were. Right? It would have been easy to do. However, sure. the, the opening uh, statement of her dream was I was in an unfamiliar place in an unfamiliar house, which instantly I knew was transition. It has to do with someplace you've never been before. Yeah. And so now cool. she's doing something she'd never done before. And she was trying to trust, you know, a number two diapers. Um, I always think of two as witness or, you know, God has something to do with unity. It's always two together. Jesus sent the two out together. Mm -hmm. um, I love Troy Brewer's uh, books on uh, numbers that preach. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> He's a numbers guy, right? Okay, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that uh, too, it, it, it also spoke to me a little bit about, you know, this isn't the first time. So there's two of them. It's hers and someone else's. And so I thought, okay, well this, this is now multiplication. Mm -hmm. So now it's even growing. So that tells me that she's going to be uh, seeing signs. She saw twos everywhere which made her go into the bathroom to check on this. So it was already a push, like, go check, go check, mm -hmm. go see what's going on. And when she got in there, she saw the circumstances and she began to, instead of uh, freaking out and, and having a meltdown, she began to breathe life into this, uh, the, her, it was specifically her, her child who was being uh, uh, held underwater, but I felt like it was to silence them you know, whatever it might've been, but she was breathing life and she was looking for things to breathe life back yeah. into these kids. And it wasn't just going to be her kid. It was going to be uh, other children as well, like a whole generation uh -huh. of kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you gave that interpretation, I immediately felt like something shift. I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And bathrooms, you know, yeah. bathrooms are places of spiritual cleansing, but they're also hidden places or places where other people don't normally accompany sure. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in there, so. so, okay. Let's bring in J Josie, Jose, Jose, did I say it right? Yeah. Jose. Yeah. Jose, Jose, yeah. Jose. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You hail from Canada. Mm -hmm. Woot to all the Canadians. Woot, woot. Uh, okay. So <laughs> why don't you tell us your dream? Yeah. So my dream started in my hometown. Um, so I didn't want to continue my job anymore. And so I was outside when I had noticed three people who were standing in the winter outside. Um, it was an older man with silver hair, a distant cousin of mine and a coworker. And they were all wearing these uh, blue silk robes, royal blue silk robes. 
And as they stood there, I had went up to them and I had asked them what they were doing. And they said that they were uh, going to go and preach the word. And because they didn't have a, a church, so they were going to go in the streets and do it. So I had asked them if they had any education in doing this. And they said no. So I became extremely, extremely intrigued about joining them. So as I joined them and started following them, I then was wearing the same robe as them. And I also had a chair. And the chair was also covered in the same kind of material. And so when I started joining them, uh, they started looking for streets to go and preach on. And I started to go and search for a, a street as well. And I had placed my chair down on, at the beginning of the street. And um, as I stood there, I had a bowl of green frozen grapes. And I was looking around and I saw a bunch of adults and kids the adults were going to a different church and the kids were going out for recess. And so I'm like, oh, I might as well just go and try to round these guys out. So I placed the bowl of uh, frozen grapes on the chair and I started going for a walkabout to try to get them to come and listen to me. And as I got back to my street, um, God told me and he specifically said this in my dream. He says um, he's he was upset about me leaving my fruit or his fruit alone and unsupervised. He said something in the context about leaving his glory unsupervised, but his grace is sufficient for me to correct what I've done and to pick them back up again. So I had picked up the grapes and then I began to eat them. And as soon as I began eating them, multiple kids and multiple people were coming up to us and they grabbed all of our chairs and started bringing these chairs onto a baseball field. And they were going to go and build us a church. Um, and so it wasn't really a church that they were building. It was a platform for us. Mm. And so the adults started hanging up a banner over this platform that said foundlings on it. And it was a dark blue banner. And as we started walking towards uh, this platform, um, it was only the silver haired man, myself and a coworker that were there. And the silver haired man uh, grabbed us under our arms and he says uh, before we go to the platform to preach on they want us to reenact the battle and so he says as soon as we get up to the platform we must turn around and and go and march down the field and so we did and there were people who were reenacting the opposition and they were wearing night clothing and as we were approaching them they were they would start sticking their fingers up their nose or run away in fear and that's where it ended hmm interesting and this is in the town you grew up in no it's actually a town that i've been in for a while now oh okay yes but it's right. a hometown now i guess and you said that the gray-haired man was a distant cousin uh he's no so the distant cousin was part of the group but he ended up not being there anymore all so right. the gray-haired man, I'm not sure who it was. Okay, so there were just the three of you. A yes, co-worker, a silver-haired man, um, and you. Mm -hmm. And they had on uh, blue, royal blue, you said, robes or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you were uh, joining them, so that made you then have the same appearance. Yes. You, you had on the same type of thing. You had a chair. That's what mm -hmm. you said, a chair. Then you had frozen grapes. Uh, frozen has to do with uh, preser uh, preserving. It has to do with something that isn't uh, that needs to thaw out or, you know, it would not be readily e edible. 
So it would have to be because grapes aren't normally frozen. So um, it has something to do with fruit that had been preserved or something like that. Then you said that uh, you got there and you saw people coming out of a church. Um, you thought, well, I'll just go and round them up. And they started eating the grapes. Apparently, I started eating the grapes. You started eating them. And mm -hmm. so did the people eat them too? No. No. All right. So you started eating them. And then all of a sudden, all these people started coming and bringing chairs. And it was a field. You mm -hmm. said it was a field. Mm -hmm. And then they said, we want to start you a church. Is that correct? And yep. then you need to reenact the battle. And there was a banner, a dark blue banner hanging over the, um, the platform. And I didn't hear what you said it was founders or found foundlings foundlings. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it had to do with original, uh, builders or something like that. Is that correct? The founders mm -hmm. of something or foundlings, what would foundlings be other than that? I mean, maybe you guys can orphans? look it up. Huh? Orphans. Yeah, orphans? It's, yeah, yeah, it's orphans. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, there, there you go. That yeah. helps out. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my one contribution. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and they wanted you to reenact the battle. I think this has to do with a calling dream on you. I think it has to do with something that you're you have a desire. You'd ask these people, do you have any experience? Have you ever done this? Is this is something that you've uh, you're familiar with doing? They said, no, we're just going to go do it. And then you became uh, like uniformed like them. You know, you became in line with them or somehow unified with them in the same color. Blue usually represents the prophetic. It can represent the prophetic or the false prophetic, depending on which way it goes. Right. And then uh, the fact that you had fruit, but it was frozen. I believe that there's a timing involved with this. And I think it has to do with people that have an orphan spirit now. And uh, people are going to come out of the woodwork because they're de they're desiring uh, some sort of belonging. They want to belong. That's why they wanted to build you a church. They wanted you to reenact this battle, whatever that battle was. I'm, I'm assuming that it has to do with, uh, the warfare that went on that, that created this, mm -hmm. you know, type of an orphan spirit or where they didn't have family, they didn't have connection. They didn't have anything. And you guys were marching about the field. And I think it has to do with you uh, getting connected with who they really are, like who they really feel like they are so that you're able to minister to them. You're able to understand them. You're able to have uh, substance for them to spiritual substance for them to eat where they can grow, where they feel a place of belonging. I think that it has, I think you're not alone in this. I believe this is kind of where uh, the church is right now. It's like, there's so many orphan spirits running around out there. Uh, and the fact that it was a dark blue banner over the stage. And now that I know what that means, uh, it, it's advertising come here. In other words, we will take you. We will keep you. We will bring you into a, a community or a family where you've got safety, where you can have food, where you can have fruit. Um, it's been preserved. It's been, uh, you know, you started eating it. So that tells me that you were testing it to see. Also, you know, is this good fruit? Is this bad fruit? Is it edible? Is it is it able to satisfy or something like that? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it, it doesn't have something to do with a, a ministry that you'll be involved in at some point. A gray haired older man usually represents a generation. Uh, it's it's an uh, the kind of the ancient of days, you know, or someone who's been around a long time or 
that kind of thing, but it's a whole new season and your coworker, you said you didn't want to work in that place anymore, but your coworker was there. Yeah. So it has something to do with people that you've uh, come alongside or you've, you've had relationship with maybe even in a work setting where you said you didn't want to necessarily work there anymore, but nevertheless, there were people that God has been connecting you with along the way who are going to help you and, uh, and you're going to join, like you're going to join forces, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and it'll be kind of be, I'm going to go with the Royal blue being more of a, a positive prophetic anointing that you'll be um, coming. You'll be clothed in, you know, that's what okay. any kind of cloaks or, or jackets or drapes or whatever you said it was, you know, it's mm-hmm. like if it, but it had the blue, blue, blue has a meaning in this. Um, that it has to do with the prophetic. And so, um, and it was also a field. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, you know, it's a whole field full of people, you know, the Mm -hmm. harvest is ripe in the field. We're to be the force to the field. The church is never meant to be the field. Right. And so now you're going about, even though no one really had experience at doing this before you went right ahead and joined up and you took your, you took your best shot. So, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So I really, I like it. I think it's, um, I think it's something that you're going to find to be very satisfying. And I think you're going to find yourself, it'll be a, an anointing that'll come on you that will give you the ability to function well, um, okay. as it pertains to the orphan spirits and people that are just, you know, that just don't know where they go and where they belong and they haven't fit in. And, and, uh, the fact that there's another part too. <laughs> so I might as well go. Uh, there were people coming out of a church. Yeah. So yeah. that, and then they, people wanted to build you a church, which yeah. tells me that the, the one they were coming out of didn't really satisfy them. Right. It didn't give them what they needed. And so now they're wanting to build something that gives them uh, fruit that will have fruit that will have placement that will have, uh, they feel comfortable with you. They feel enough uh, comfort to even bring their own chairs. Mm-hmm. They're even providing their own um, comfort, you know, their own seating. Like uh, you don't have to work. I'm going to come because I trust you. And I, and I want to be a part of what you're doing kind of yeah. thing. So, well, yeah. that's great. How's that set with you? It sets actually really well. I've been it, this, this dream has, it's like a, it's an older dream. Uh, and I have not been able to get any, inter- like God has been giving me glimpse here and there. So foundlings, I didn't even know that that was an actual term Yeah, well, until, me <laughs> yeah, until August of this year where, uh, it's a, it's a found orphan. Okay. So, uh, I had no idea that that was an actual thing. And so yeah. he's been, and the, the, the frozen graves as well. Uh, mm-hmm. that's something else that he's told me, I think it was like last month anyways, where it's preserved. It's a preserved yes. fruit and you exactly got it right on. So yeah, it absolutely resonates with me for sure. That's cool. Yeah. It's a really cool dream. I like it that it uh, represents the generations too. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe your coworker could be someone mm-hmm. who co-labors with right. you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of a play on words a little well, bit. Well, actually, yeah, she was my partner. <laughs> well, so yeah, go. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's, it's going to be a good field for you to enter into and people will come and they're going to have, God's going to clothe you with what you need in order to minister to them or be available to them for spiritual guidance and, and, you know, help in the coming days. So, yeah, that's, that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any more questions? No, I'm good. Thanks. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. See ya. Yeah, that's cool. So the like the silver-haired man, I was like, oh, is that an angel or is that a so typically like a an an older individual represents generations? Um, in this case, I think it did because okay. it was also a coworker. Yeah. So I was kind of looking at the stair steps here, you know. Yeah. Um, and it could have been an angel, but but the fact that that it was someone who I think also had the same call you know, that they just hadn't known what to do because that was the next thing. Do you know, have you ever done this before? Yeah. Have, do you know how to navigate this? And then it turned into a field. Um, and honestly, I'm going to just say, I think most of us are there. You know, we've never navigated this field before. We haven't yeah. had this many people with orphan spirits. Oh, I can absolutely been... relate. Like when, when that aspect, I was like, well, you're in good company. Yeah. Really right. Yeah. yeah. And it was a huge a dark blue banner mm -hmm. that was announcing foundlings, you know, like come here and it was a platform. So they already had uh, a place for them to deliver messages mm -hmm. or to deliver a message and blue again represents prophetic most, most often mm -hmm. it can either be um, prophetic or it can be depression because you know, when you're blue or you're down, you sure. know, it has to do with uh, feeling down or blue, you know, it's just, yeah. um, and, and, so, and I, I think it was pretty obvious, like, with this one, the interpretation that it's actually a, it was a positive thing, not a negative, like the blue. It wasn't like to me when you said that, I was like, yeah, that like that definitely resonated even with me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's a good dream. I think she's just one of many. Yeah. You know, this is why I love it, because it's almost like one one dream speaks for a thousand people hmm. because there'll be other people that go, oh, my gosh, I've had something similar, but I wasn't I didn't you know, different symbols or different, maybe colors or different things like that, but still the same message. It's like calling like here, look what you've got. Look what's up. Let's look what's coming. Right. You know, yeah. and it's coming out of the field. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I think even with her dream too, one other thing that, you know, could be a takeaway is it uh, very much the bridging of generations. Cause she had her, you know, who's a younger individual and she had someone who was you know, more advanced in years, but they were working together yes. to do something. And I think mm -hmm. that's really on God's heart. It's, it's multiple denominations, it's multiple generations, all mm -hmm. working together and facing the same direction. So I thought it was really cool. Yeah. So. All right, Cindy, let's bring in Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you tell your dream. Okay. So in my dream, I heard the words, this is faith without God, and I will be with you. I slowly sat down on what looked like playground equipment, like a really tiny version of the boat carnival ride. It started rocking back and forth. I was wearing my glasses, and a little girl would put her finger on my glasses when I went by. I would slowly move her arm away, but then she would do it again. I Then after that, I just woke up at 3.45 a.m. That was it. So you heard the words, this is faith without God. And then what was the next part? Mm -hmm. faith, with, faith without God and I will be with you. I will be with you. Mm -hmm. um, faith doesn't really operate apart from God. So what I'm mm -hmm. wondering is um, this is going to be one of those dreams I'm going to flip. 
I think that it has to do anytime you see playgrounds or you see anything like that. And especially in this case, uh, it was a little child. Um, it has to do with mm-hmm. um, innocence. It has to do with, uh, with, um, you know, childlikeness being childlike and it requires growth. It requires uh, things to grow up and mature and to come into place. The fact that the little girl, you were there, were you an adult in this dream? And the little girl put her finger on your glasses as an adult? Yeah, I believe I was an adult. Okay. And glasses represent your ability to see. And faith is a substance of things hoped for and evidence of things yet not seen. And so I think what's happening is there's a growth period that's coming uh, in you. Okay. So this has to do, you were an adult, you were observing in this dream, but you were seeing something in, in the beginning, it says, this is faith without God, but I will be with you. Um, and so I, I feel like it's a caution. I'm going to say this, any type of, of assignment that you get um, has to be with God. I know God will be with you even in your mistakes or even in things you try but the thing would be to get spiritual clarity. In other words, in faith won't operate apart from God. Okay. I mean, you can have faith in certain things and, but, it, but uh, if you want it to, to benefit, or if you want it to be, um, good, you know, if you want it to have a good result, if you want it to have the proper result, it has to be with God. It's in connection that faith, you know, is a substance. So, uh, Anything that is apart from God isn't going to yield a godly return. Does that make sense? And so follow me Mm -hmm. on this. (laughs) So what I think is, um, if it says, this is faith without God, but I will be with you. I think it has to do with a growing process in you. I think it has to do with a growing process of God teaching you about his, have the faith of God. In other words, you have to have God, you have to have faith in God and have the faith of God in order for it to produce the correct, the right fruit or the outcome. Okay. The, the playground has to do with innocence or childlikeness it, and, and putting a finger on your glasses has to do with um, obscuring your vision or, um, and then I don't know what you did after that when they put it on your glasses, but it would, a finger print usually on glasses, you need to scrub it off or get it cleaned off, right? Because it's, it's obscuring your vision or your ability to see. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so I believe this has yeah. to do with um, you're in a growth place right now where God's teaching you how to have the faith of God and how to be able to walk by faith according to God. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things people can do. There's a lot of really good things people can do. But if it's apart from God, it's not going to yield a God result. I mean, it will. God will be with you. and But he's going to train you and teach you in the way you should go. Does that make sense? Like, in other words, you can, you can, <clears throat> yes. you can do all kinds of things. But if we're not doing it according to his plan, according to the faith of God, it won't have the God result that he intends for us to do. So, um yeah, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go with that because it was so very clear. This is um this is faith without God, but I will be with you. And I think that God wants to flip that around and teach you how to have faith 
in God and that God is also with you. So, um, and it's a growth period, you know, that's why you were on a playground. And did you say it was a little girl or a little boy on the playground? A little girl, a little girl. So it could have represented you. Yes. Could have represented you as a child, you know, learning to grow. And, um, yeah. And let me just say this to just, just to that, add to that, because there's a lot of things right now that are being offered as spiritual food and of direction and guidance and all kinds of things. And we have to be really tuned in to have the faith of God and understand that God is not only with us, he's going to be with us in trouble. He's with us to deliver us from trouble, right? He's, he's with us all the time. He's not ever not with us. But we want to be able to grow in him to where everything we do now is because we're instructed by his hand to do it. He's given us the counsel and the wisdom to know how to do it. And he's growing us up in all aspects so that we can have um, a fruitful outcome and and it will affect, of course, the rest of the world and generations. But I wonder if it has to do with you personally and spiritual growth, which is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's all, we're all growing. We're always, always growing. And we're always seeing something new, right? So um, I don't know if that, right. if that, that's the way I interpreted that. So you can tell me what you think. Yeah, I agree. It's I believe it's confirmation of what I've been hearing, the faith of God. I just heard that yesterday, the faith of God, and I thought that was interesting and you said the same thing. So, yeah. I think it's true I'm growing spiritually. You are. And he's he's so with you to grow spiritually. He's with me to grow spiritually, you know? He's with all of us right now as as we're we're in a whole new era, a time when we've never lived in this before. You know, we've never lived in things that happen are happening right now. So uh, this is a very interesting time where we're, we're having to shove a lot of things out that maybe we, I mean, I'll speak for myself and my generation. There's a lot of things that, you know, were, they were helpful back then, you know, but now we're in a whole new era. So we have to learn new things. Behold, I do something new. I do a new thing. Uh, and so when God's doing a new thing, we have to learn that new thing, whatever that might be. So, yeah. But you want it to have a God outcome and you have to have the faith yeah. of God. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank uh, you. Before, yeah. Do you have any other questions for Cindy before you go? Nope. Nope. Thank All right. you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel. Be blessed. All right. Okay. Let's, let's, let's power through. All right. I'm going to stop chit chatting as much. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. So the next person we have up is Justin, AKA Polly, who's usually in the live chat. Let's bring on Justin. Polly, welcome to the show. My good man. How are we doing? You're doing well, doing well. Okay. Tell us your dream. All righty. Well, it started off in like a split screen mode when uh and i was talking to my wife and when and it was like the outside looking in at this point and when i came to uh and i looked down at my at my feet i was holding a shovel and that and starting off her my wife's words were inaudible 
And when I came to and seen I had a shovel, she asked me what it came to. Her words became audible. And uh, she had told me, she was asking me what I was doing. And with a serious look on my face, I told her I was burying my old self. And <clears throat> so in the time that she asked me that, at the end of the sentence, by the time she said, when I said I was burying my old self, I had the hole done and I was patting the last shovel of dirt on the hole. So from there, we uh, proceeded with the funeral procession and we were bowing our heads in prayer. And um, as I, mid prayer, I looked up and what we were saying was being written on the headstone at the time. And what it said was, um, here lies Justin's old self. Um, his, his worldly ways are now dead. We commit him into the Father's hands. And I think that was it. But anyways, um, once uh, that was said, I opened my uh, eyes from prayer and I thought I had woke up. But instead, uh, I ended up in a white, a bright white room. And when, and I was in all bright white, and when I looked down, there was a white stone in my hand. Then I woke up. There was what in your hand? A white stone. A white stone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, heck, there's nothing bad about that dream. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, uh, I think it's according to uh, what, Revelation 2 7. The thing, whoever has ears, let them hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're a new man. Yeah, you know? that, but this, it was the, the seriousness of the dream. And how serious I was when I said I was burying my old self. Like, it was like there was an urgency in it. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of words given about identity and so on and so forth. Yep. And the urgency of the altar call being so great right now. Like, you feel it in the air. You feel the presence that, you know, the prodigals are returning home. And this altar call is just massive right now. Yeah. And when I seen that and woke up, it was... It was stunning. I think it's a really great dream. You know, there's, it has to do with personal discipleship. It has to do with you taking care of business. That was the song that started going through my head, taking care of business. (laughs) And I went, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're burying your old self. Like you're turning from your old ways. And um, your wife recognized, I mean, he was, she was like a witness to what was going on that you're turning around. You're like, all these old things that you used to do, you know, there, it says that sin for a season is fun, but there comes a time when sin isn't fun anymore. And I think right now that's where people are. It's like they're realizing and all the stuff I thought, well, and all the jokes about, well, I'll just see you in hell and all that kind of stuff. Well, they're realizing because of the truth of God that's being uh, poured out right now on the earth where God, people are realizing, my gosh, this isn't a funny joke. You know, before. I mean, mm-hmm. you actually feel it in the air. And yeah. You get the, the, mm-hmm. the glory in the air. And it's, it's something awesome. Like, like I was saying, Revelation uh, 217, that's what it, they had me reference to, you know, because I prayed into it and whatnot. Sure. Here's uh, what the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who is victorious. I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it. Well, there no, you go. The one who <laughs> you got to love that. 
So you're yeah, right on track. You're right on track with yeah, everything that God's doing uh, as you're becoming a new man for the right season, for this season that you're living in. Always think about that. You know, why are we here right now? Why weren't we born in like the 20s or something? Mm -hmm. You know, we're here right, right. now because we're, we're it's for, a biblical time. for such a time as this. Right. Yeah. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're taking care of your your old junk and all the stuff. And there's even a headstone to demonstrate it, like to go, this is not coming back. <laughs> and um, and I just think it's a really you're in a great place of spiritual growth where you're going right. to be, um, where God's going to take all the stuff. Remember, whatever Satan means for evil, God will turn it for good. And so a lot of times people, especially, let's say, prodigals and kids, you know, teenagers and stuff, um, they're right. always out making their testimony, right? right. <laughs> That's what they're doing when they're... My kid's making their testimony because what happens Absolutely. is God... God gets a hold of them. And then the very thing that they were being trapped by is what they have authority over. So all the stuff, Absolutely. you know, that you might've done or whatever happened, you know, your life, whatever you bury and you take care of, God gives you authority over that. And now you can talk to other people that are going through the same similar stuff and you'll have authority to break that assignment off of them and give them truth. And so Absolutely. nothing's ever wasted with God. So, you know, uh, I mean, I've been, uh, I was baptized at 19. And my, my, my wife, her, her family, she is, uh, her mom is one of 19 kids. So my wife has over, and they're all, you know, powerful women of God, like Rick twins, uh, all sorts of things. And I was prophesied, prophesied over um, after I got baptized. You know, so I was going to be a lot of people to God. Yeah. Is what, what I was told. Right. And um, and this isn't the first time that I, I've i had dreams. Um, but the Lord does speak to me other ways, and it's all yeah. about recognizing, you know, the Father's voice and what like, let Him reveal His heart to you, and just meditating yep. on His word. That's right. And right yeah. into those things. Okay. And, you know, well, thanks for sharing your dream. It was really great. Yeah, and thanks for taking care of yourself and doing what you know is right to do and burying yep. your old man. You know, yep. the body of Christ needs you, Polly. So, yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, thank you for all your support and encouragement and all that good stuff in the live chat. And uh, I'll see you in the live chat. Thanks a lot, Jeff. All right, yeah, thanks, man. Be blessed. Um, all right, so the next person that we're going to bring on is Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. Okay. So tell us your dream. Okay. I'm going to read it just like I sent it Perfect. to you. Yeah. Yeah. If you, okay. can, if you can tell it, um, kind of, uh, tell it with life in it, you know, so that we're not okay. um, just hearing you read because that's boring and people will zone out. So okay. If can, okay. If you, no I actually like to tell people, if you can remember what you dreamed and you can tell it to me, just as if you're having that dream or you're explaining it the first time or writing it down for the first time, that's the best way to tell it. That way it has, it has life components in it that we can pick up. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember stuff well, so. <laughs> okay. I had a quick glimpse of Nick Pearson. I was driving my Altima on Green Ridge Road at night. As I topped a hill, I saw the descent and it took my breath away as if I was on a roller coaster. 
I very briefly, briefly felt frightened, but I told myself, you can do this. The road was lit and the scene in front of me looked like a video game as we were going down the hill. I knew now that Trent was with me and he was texting on his phone and said, I just can't take any more of Jeff, one of my brothers. I then saw at the bottom of the hill, a mild car crash, a car door was in the road. When I got to the crash, I pulled over and my right front tire dropped off the asphalt road. I was out of the car thinking the boys could lift it back onto the road. And I was a bit bothered that they, Jeff, who was now there, and Trent were not concerned. I then saw my car dropping deeper into the ditch. I then saw just the top of my car and I thought, it'll break up when they pull it out. No, they'll know what to do. And that was it. <clears throat> so who's Trent? My soon to be ex-husband. <laughs> See, that, that, that's helpful. <laughs> All right. So you're going downhill. What's McPherson? Uh, Nick Pearson is. Uh, Pearson. A, yeah, Nick Pearson is uh, an ex-boyfriend of my daughter that I haven't even thought of for a long time. Okay, so this all has to do with things that are getting ready to end or have ended in terms of relationships. And it's going downhill, is that correct? And so you're in your car. I'm assuming you have that kind of car. What kind is it again? It was a, it was a Nissan Altima, and I mm. love that car. I do not have it anymore. Don't have it, it anymore? Was, it was yeah. fast, and I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get another one, you know. Um, well, I kind of think it has to do with things going downhill. In other words, coming to an end and things that could have possibly jeopardized your life uh, as it pertains to people in the life or in your life or your family's life in this case, um, that, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that would have caused you to have um, a, a, a bad outcome in terms of a, you set a wreck at the bottom of a hill and you saw a car door and then your car was going down and then one wheel went off and it went in a ditch. And then you were thinking, you know, if it keeps going, then I can get the boys, whoever that is, I'm assuming your sons to lift it up out of a ditch. Right. Well, is I that... was thinking of my, my husband and my brother that was there with me. Oh, if they okay. could lift it out. I don't, you know, that's silly, but, okay. but uh, my the husband brother... that, that you're divorcing. He, yeah, he left. Well, okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, then here's the deal. Here's what I think this is. I think this is about you. I think this is about your life. And I think it's about you getting ready to have a brand new journey. There's going to be a, a, a new vehicle for you. There's going to be something that you've never driven before. You're also going to be um, moving into a time where things are not going to be downhill. They're not going to be uh dangerous for you. They're not going to be a, a, a place where you're not going to be able to um, control or navigate your circumstances. I think that you're going to have wisdom from what you have learned in the past and what has gone on in your family, but things are going to now begin to move into a really smooth place for you where you're going to gain access of wisdom, of understanding, of navigation, learning how to navigate your, your own life, and um, I believe that all things are passed away. You said you don't own that car anymore. You don't have that car anymore. And um, and I think ultimate, it almost sounds like an ultimatum. You know, I know that it's a play on words, but um, 
it's kind of like this is this is not going to be your portion anymore. You're not going to be subject to all of these um, circumstances. I believe there's a lot of training going on right now in you. I believe that you're you're going to be. Um, I believe that you're going to begin to see some things. God's going to reveal to you some things that you've never seen and you haven't understood before. I believe God's taking you on a whole new path and a whole new journey. And, uh, and I'm almost like prophesying this to you because I see um, the, the road ahead for you. It, it looks like crash and burn and this and that and ditch and whatever else. And I don't think that's your portion. I don't think that's your future. I don't think that's what God has in plan plans for you. And I believe that things are going to begin to be very clear. I also think you're going to deal with some things that could potentially um, cause you to maybe, you know, have it, it could have come to shipwreck. OK, so um, I believe that things are going to really straighten out for you in the days ahead. Yeah. So anytime you have a dream like that, that's so like, OK, this past thing, that past thing, this past car, that past husband, that past boyfriend, that past, you know, whatever. Well, that's just what it is. It's in the past. You know, it's behind you. It's it's not something future. It's something past. So and I believe that you're going to you're going to see some things begin to straighten out for you. And, and some of these shipwrecks and car wrecks and doors off and things aren't going to be um available to you anymore right okay that makes yeah. sense it does yeah thank you yeah you're um, welcome yeah thank you so much yeah, you, have any you, more, guys. you have any more questions vicky no well may you get a new nissan altima in jesus name oh thank there you, you. <laughs> i knew something it. better maybe something better yeah, yeah. okay so all right okay, see you, vicky. All right, thanks Bye. guys yep all right um okay so the next person we have is mike okay hey guys how you doing Good. Hey, Welcome good. to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I uh, This dream actually happened on the morning of my 12th anniversary of arriving in uh, Texas. And um, I don't know if that's significant or not, but in the dream, I was in my grandparents' backyard in Illinois and I was facing the house. Uh, okay. Then all of a sudden I was very startled by loud peal of thunder from behind me. And I shrunk back and I turned around. And, and I noticed that it was actually under, it was, uh, there were trees that were along the, um, the power lines and they had the tops of the trees were cut off and they started to cascade and the, the sound was actually coming from the trunks breaking and they were pushing the, line, the power lines down further and further and further as these trees cascaded down onto the power line until they were just inches off. So I turned around and I yelled into my family in the house to tell them to get ready, the power is getting ready to go out. And then I grabbed a large container, it was like a cup kind of a container, and I held it up to the power meter, and it filled up with uh, ice water, and the ice in it was like sonic ice. It was that, it was just my favorite ice. It's really good, refreshing ice. Everybody loves sonic ice if you've had it. And um, so, and then I felt relieved that I got, I was able to get the ice water before the, the power went out. And then I woke up, and next in the dream, actually the power didn't go out in the dream yet. I woke up before that occurred. That was a dream. Okay. Um, when you were facing your grandmother's house in the backyard, were you the age you are now or were you the age you were when you were young? No, I was the age that I am right now. Okay. Well, it probably has something to do with, um, you said uh, sonic water and there was some kind of uh, clap of uh, the lightning or thunder or something that caused the trees to begin to buckle and 
and crumble down. And again, mm -hmm. it, I think it has to do with something of your childhood. I think it has something to do with um, things you, um, you, there might've been some disruption of power. Okay. Uh, in, in when you were facing the back of your grandmother's house. Okay. When you were younger. Um, but you had, you said mm -hmm. you had it on the 12th anniversary of the day that you moved to Texas. So that just tells mm -hmm. me that there's some things that you'll be, that will still be available to you that will, that were, but you said sonic, sonic ice. I'm assuming it's like a, a snow cone or something like that, right? Or what is it? It's just a, a real, like, kind of like a snow-like ice chunks. It, um, yeah. And it was like, it was kind of a refreshing, it's just, uh, uh, um, you know, yeah. a fun so thing to things. eat. Too. It's yeah. regular ice. and Right. Well, I think it has to do with um, some things that will... Uh, kind of like treats. Okay. Why you have to say this, why, why this and not that, right? Why was it Sonic ice mm -hmm. and not a hot dog, you know, or why mm -hmm. was it because you probably really enjoyed that when you were younger. Uh, and you said it was in Southern Illinois or Illinois. So that has to do with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, icy weathers, you know, um, stormy weather a lot of times, you know, too. So, and I think that, mm -hmm. I think it's uh, because it was on the, the year of your 12th anniversary of moving to Texas, I believe that it's a new season for you. I think that it's, but it, you're still going to draw from the past some things that were very delightful for you, even though you've moved, even though you've mm. transitioned and there's going to be some wonderful things that are going to be only for you. It's almost like God's going to mm. show you his goodness and he's going to show you that he's been with you all along and he's going to treat you to mm. things that you enjoyed even when you were younger and um, and it has to do with you, you know, at the time that you were, um, you know, even possibly from past, uh, not just your grandmother, but because you were in the backyard, those usually have to do with past things. So I just, I just think it, it has hmm. to do with some things that are really going to surprise you in a very good way, kind of like treats or, or, Good. some really sweet things that are going to come your direction. And um, oftentimes it has to do with That's inheritance perfect. as well. So, um, yeah. Hmm. So I, I just kind of think it's going to be a, you know, and you were trying yeah. to get to the people in your fam and go, Hey, the power's going to go off, you know? And, um, and mm -hmm. I thought, well, that might've been the situation then, but it's not going to be the situation now. If anything, when the power goes off, it's just going to come back even stronger. <laughs> So yeah, now you're good. looking at a, a pretty big, powerful, uh, you know, recognition of, uh, and you said you held something up. I wanted to get that part. You held something up to the box or something. Uh, it was a large cup, kind of a container onto the power meter. And then it the filled meter, from the power meter. Yeah. Filled up with the ice water. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think strange. it's all good. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. you're just going to get ready for some dynamite power, some power you've never oh, seen before. That's really and, good. That's um, yeah. really good. So good. I, I yeah, don't think it's a bad dream. That's good. Sometimes it's hard to tell if you're dealing with a macro thing or, a, you know, a personal thing. So if the power is getting ready to go out, is it like that kind of thing or, uh, or is it how much does it relate to personal versus something that could 
be happening on a grander scale type of thing. Well, the personal would be your sonic eyes. Right. That's Mm -hmm. you. That's personal. So, yeah, it could be a grander thing, too. But for you, that's what this is. And then again, it was your Mm -hmm. grandmother's house and it was your you Mm -hmm. were facing the back of the house, you know, in the backyard. So everything had to do with something past for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just tell you too that that we are working on we're working through not really from my grandparents, but it's it's, um my my we're dealing with stuff right now. You said inheritance that we're it's all in process right now. And when you said that, it's like that is exactly what we're in the process of doing right now as well. So you were right on with that. An inheritance is that what you said? An inheritance? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, so you, you kind of have to put it all together and go, okay, why, why were you in the back of the house and not the front of the house, you know? And yeah. why was the power? What, it ha- what, what does the power have to do with anything, you know? And, and so right. if it's yes. going off, it's because it's getting ready to come back on. And then what was this uh, sonic ice? Well, you enjoyed that as a kid, you know? So yeah. all these things have to do with things that are going to come back and, and revisit you or, or bring you some treats or bring you something and mm-hmm. an inheritance could be one of them, you know, because it was your grandmother's house. And you also mm-hmm. want to contrast that. Why was it your grandmother's house and not your school mm-hmm. or, or, you know, right. your, the house, whatever it was your grandmother's house. So it has to do with family inheritance. Yep. And you were trying to tell them, Hey, the power's go- <laughs> the power's going off. So yeah. anyway, yep. I think it's all good. And good. So then the, you just confirmed it that it was an yeah. inheritance kind of thing. So yeah. I like those thank, kind of dreams. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. And, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. And yo, do you have any other questions before I let you go? Nope. That's nope. it. Awesome. And you can even watch the replay right. too, if you need to soak up, it. soak up more. Yeah. Know? Yep. Just yeah. marinate in it for sure. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a good one. All man. right. All right. So we're going to bring in Jessica next. Right here. Jessica. Hi. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Hi, show. I was, I'm at church and I was taking care of kiddos. Um, oh, that's okay. My, my kiddos. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Um, Welcome to the show. Okay. Tell us your, tell, tell us your dream. Okay. I actually sent in two. One was the other night real quick. And then one was from when I was little. Do you yeah, have you a can, preference? Which know, one impacted you the most? I would say the one when I was little because I still remember it and okay. I don't have a great memory. <laughs> okay. okay. So let's do that. Yeah. So the dream was I was laying in my bed, the bed I had at the time, and mm-hmm. there was a wall <sighs> unit, an AC mm-hmm. wall unit in the wall, and it was about to fall on. I felt very terrified. And right before it fell on me, I was then immediately right outside the house and with my mom and again, felt fear. And we looked up and the AC unit, you know, the one that's like in the windows, um, it was up on the power line going into the house, teetering like it was about to fall. And I started running to go find help. Um, and that's where the dream ended. But when y'all were talking about doing live and in- dream interpretation, I really feel like God brought that back to my memory. And every now and then I'll think about that. Okay. So you're talking about a, a window air conditioning unit. Is that correct? 
And how yes. old were you when you had this dream? Seven or eight. Okay. And you thought it was going to fall down on you. Is that correct? Yes. Did you have, when you were younger, uh, a window air conditioning unit? Yeah, I think there was actually one there. I mean, it was, that was real that it was in my room and my bed was sort of under it. Okay. And so it was, it was uh, disturbing enough that you remembered it all these years later. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And then you thought uh, it's going to fall on you. And then you thought it was going to fall out the window or something like that. You were looking for someone to help mm-hmm. so that it didn't fall. Is that correct? Well, it was like I got transported outside the house Uh before it fell on me because it, it, it was like the kind that's in a window, but in reality, it had been walled up. So, I mean, it was very secure. Um, but in the dream, once I went outside, um, it's like I was transported outside. It was up on the power line about to fall again. And that really confused me, even in the dream. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think it has to do with, um, you know, air conditioning units are usually uh, something of comfort to give you, to cool you down in a time of of a lot of heat, like what, you know, people have in the hotter states, you know, Texas and um and so because you thought it was, and you were young, seven or eight years old when you had the stream and you saw it and then you were transported out and it was on a power line. So it ha- I think it had to do with something of something to try and, and distract you or to get your attention or to make you think, you know, things that I felt were secure, things that I thought were bringing me comfort are possibly now going to be a danger for me. Mm-hmm. And so that is um, a, a concern because it's on power lines and power lines can break and they can snap and it could affect other people as well. And so I think that it <clears throat> kind of has to do with, you know, you taking uh, being assured that that God has your every step so that the very things that you thought were were um, meant for, you know, your your comfort or your safety, um, they're not going to be. Um, compromised in a way that would harm you or harm other people. Hmm. And so um, I just feel like maybe, you know, oftentimes these kinds of dreams will start to come when you're developing. I know that there's spiritual growth plates in, in every one of us, you know, one is, is about when we're three or four. Another one is when we're six or, or seven. Another one is when we're 12. Another one is when we're 15 or 16. And then there's the 20s, you know. Hmm. And so it happened at a time when um, it looked, it seemed like to me that you were in a spiritual growth time. And I feel like that um, it has to do with things of comfort. It has to do with things of cooling you down or Hmm. or giving you, um, you know, because why, again, you have to do the contrasting on these kinds of things. Why was it an air conditioning unit? And not a refrigerator, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a, a fan in the mm-hmm. room, you know, that kind of thing. Like, why was why was it that? It's because it was and also air conditioning units are usually um, they're usually attached to windows, which represent vision, hmm. you know, 
places that you can mm-hmm. see out and um, yeah. places that you can see out. So that's what windows represent is something that you can see into and see mm-hmm. out of. So it gives you a window into another part or another thing. And you said you were transported outside the house. So that tells me that it has to do with your future. Yeah. And so, um, okay. yeah, it's kind of a weird dream, but nevertheless, it has something to do with comfort. Yeah. It has to do with, you know, a, a time in your life when you were growing and you were realizing, you know, the things that are meant to bring me comfort are, are not going to be a danger to me or to other people. You that know? makes sense because I do believe it was soon after my grandfather died mm-hmm. and I wasn't mm-hmm. really close to him because mm-hmm. they were actually missionaries in Kenya for my okay. whole life. Yeah. But he always was like a spiritual giant to me. And so you mm. saying that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Sounds good. All right. So that makes sense to you then. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Have a good one, Jessica. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. So this is really cool. You guys let me know in the comments. I I mean, this is something that I would love to do more of um, in the future. So if this is something that you guys are really, really enjoying, let us know in the comments uh, in the live chat, but also in the comments, if you're not watching live. Um, But yeah, I just think it's so cool to see these things in practice. And that it's not a it's not a one size fits all. I think we can have this tendency to go, okay, this means this, this means this, and be very black and white. But it can be very nuanced, like uh, the dream earlier with even the color blue and what that represents. Um, and that's just something that's super super cool. So, um, and I just love seeing these dreams too, where people come on and sometimes they can be very burdened. But you know, Cindy's like, oh, I know what this means, you know. And you can see their countenance shift as she's giving a message of hope. Um, And I feel like that is sometimes the way that the enemy can kind of creep in with a dream and make us think it's something different than what it really is. Um, Especially when it pertains to something like our future and our purpose and and calling and something that God is having us do, the enemy can creep in and he can, uh, he can kind of steer it in the wrong direction too. So uh, but I'm really excited. Really, I've been like super excited about this all day. Like I said, this is something I've been sitting on for a while. And we have Steve Schultz to thank everybody because um, he ultimately approved this. And uh, it was Cindy. And he has like huge respect for Cindy. They've been longtime friends. And so as she was pitching, coming on and doing a teaching series, she said on the last episode, I want to do dream interpretation. And we were, uh, I was just waiting for the right time to present it to Steve. And, uh, Cindy said that, and I was like, that's our, that's our silver bullet. You guys, we got this. And so I, we, we went to Steve and he was like, absolutely. Oh, this will be great for Cindy. Oh, this is perfect. And I was like, yes, yes. Right. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely learning a lot. Um, but it's also cool to see a couple of faces you know, other than just a name in the live chat, seeing faces. So this is really great. Okay. So our next person is Sheila. I believe it's Sheila. Sheila, did I say that right? You did. 
Welcome to the show. I'm <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. So I'm going to get started. So my dream, um, and I want to tell Cindy, because I've watched all the episodes, all the other three in my original video that I sent in about this dream. I did not say which hand because my dream has a hand in it. And Cindy, I think you alluded to the right hand has a meaning and the left hand has a meaning. I'm pretty sure it was you. Okay. Um, so anyway, here's my, here's my dream. Um, so I, the dream included myself and three other people, um, two, um, a couple that I know, his name is Dean, hers is Suzanne, and then a man that I did not recognize. Um, we were sitting in a semicircle with an open end. So there was the, you know, just the four of us creating a semicircle. We were in folding chairs. Um, and suddenly um, I looked across at Dean. So there's me, my, there's myself. I'm closest to Suzanne. Dean is next. And then across from me, the man that I did not recognize. I, all of a sudden I looked over at Dean, his right hand, he hangs it down from the folding chair. His hand is now hanging down toward the floor and from his, from his palm begins to flow the most vivid rainbow. I mean, you could only get it in your dreams or if you wow. go in an encounter in heaven, I mean, it was so vivid and it was literally flowing. It began to go from his hand onto the mm. floor. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I want that. I, I perceived it as like some form of a spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. And so since I'm next to Suzanne, I literally scooted and stretched my tippy toes to get them closer to her because she was closer to Dean. I knew as that rainbow flowed across the floor, it was going to come toward me <laughs> as soon as wow. I could get in it. I wanted in it. So I'm literally like stretching my toes um, to get into that rainbow. Um, let me see. Hmm. And have it get on me. And just the last thing I wrote was I desired that blessing, whatever it was. And that was the end of it. Well, that's a cool dream. Yeah. First off, you're with people that you know and one that you don't. So that has to do probably with an angelic thing. This seems like a spiritual dream to me. Uh, faith, um, usually left hands is what you're born for. Right hands are what you have faith for. So there's something to do with unity. There's something to do with agreement. Mm -hmm. There's something to do with people that you're you're uh, coming into agreement with. And, and the covenant promises are flowing out of Dean's hand, his right hand, what you've got faith for. And they're going to, it's, it's going to be a supernatural experience that will, I think, to recover all. It's almost like there's going to be these promises that God has made promises to all of you. Mm -hmm. That's what the rainbow represents is a covenant promise. Right. And so it has to do with something that's going to be coming that you're all going to experience, mm -hmm. you know, you were stretching, you said your toes out to try and get into the rainbow, right? Into that. Right. But I believe it's going to fall on all of you, but it does have to do with your agreement. It has to do with the angelic presence or something mm -hmm. from God that's in the room. And so uh, you're, you're going to be able to, um, to access it as well. It's going to fall on all of you, mm -hmm. but right hands typically are what you have faith for. Okay. And that's, that's strictly from John Paul Jackson, you know, I, I will no take it. If he said right. it, I want it. <laughs> and so it was right. Uh, left hands are what you're born for, what okay. you're made to do. And right hands are usually what you have faith for. Gotcha. And, and his so, right hand was, was next to that 
unknown guide. So that angelic, yeah. that, he, he was, that arm was hanging down. And then right next to him was that man that yeah. was, I didn't recognize. So yeah, anyway. so it'll be maybe things you prayed for and things you didn't. So maybe mm -hmm. there'll be some, you know, uh, promises that God has in store for all of you that you mm -hmm. just haven't even uh, come into or, or seen yet, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm, ex I think it's great. I think it's yeah. a great dream and you're in a semicircle. So it was open and it wasn't, um, you know, all the way, um, you know, it wasn't closed up. You weren't, right, right. you know, you, there was room, room to move, you know? Gotcha. And gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. I've tried to dissect it because I'm on the open end, the angels mm -hmm. on the open end. So I've just, um, I will just continue to ask, you know, yeah. ask the Lord about I think, you're, I think it's going to be uh, for all of us. I think things are going to really start to happen. There's a lot of angelic activity happening right now. Mm -hmm. We know that dreams are going to be a major player in the days to come. And so are angels and activity from heaven. Yeah. So to accompany the move of God and it could give us uh, demonstrations. I mean, actually unusual uh, manifestations of his power and his presence. And, mm -hmm. and so this is uh, going to be something, and it's also a redemptive thing because the rainbows tried to be stolen. It's so, so true. Mm -hmm, it's going to yes. be a redemptive thing where God's going to bring it right back into what it was meant for. And that's a covenant promise from him. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank what you. A cool dream. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> It's, I, I still want to get my feet in. I want to. I, I want to dive in. Go in. So, get it all in. Go slide on in. Slide Amen. on in. So, Amen. Yeah, thank Amen. You, thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, you're yeah. Thanks for coming on, Sheila. Yes. God bless you both. Give Steve a hug for me. Oh, I will in <laughs> spirit. All right. Next time, I'll try and remember to get one from him. Yeah. So, um. Okay. So next we have Brooke. We got Brooke. Brooke, hi, where's hi. your reindeer onesie? You had a oh, reindeer onesie. you remembered me. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't expose yeah. me like welcome, that. <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm glad you can make it on. Yeah. Okay. You want me to start? Yeah, go yeah. for it. Okay. Okay. So my dream was in Hawaii. Um, and I had saw my brother and his friends. They were sitting at a picnic table under a pavilion. And my brother's name is Joshua, if that means anything. Um, I was calling for my brother and I was telling him to come here, but his friends were embarrassed and they had told me to go. And, um, so I went to work and I guess I worked at a great, well, I know I worked at a grocery store, but I don't right now. So, <laughs> um, and I turned around and my work was right there and there was a row of several grocery stores and they were all lined up next to each other and they were all like clean produce, like not junky grocery stores, if that means something. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and then my job was a delivery driver. And so I was supposed to like pick up groceries and then go deliver them. And then there was a line of semi trucks. So the semi trucks were the ones who delivered it. And, um, they were coming and going, but I noticed one in particular and it was golden and it, the front of the semi was like an old lady, if that makes, I don't know how to explain <laughs> that really, but, and the cargo part was a huge banana and <laughs> it was so big. It like, I, it was sturdy, but I wanted naturally in the dream, I was like, oh my gosh, the banana, like, and it was unpeeled by the way. And I was like, oh my gosh, the banana is going to fall because it was so ripe. 
And so I had went and I was taking some off so that when she delivered it, um, it didn't fall and I started eating it. And then someone had told me, I don't know where the semi truck went, but they had told me to go deliver that banana. And on the way to deliver it, I didn't last long. I had just eaten it all. And um, then I had realized that I had eaten it all. And all I had left was a brown banana peel. But originally it was unpeeled. So I don't know about that. Um, And then I didn't know what to do after that. So I'd went back to my brother and his friends. And they allowed me to speak to them this time. And they were talking about a massive earthquake on another island. And they had asked me if I had heard about it or felt it. And there was lightning involved. And I had told them that I didn't even hear about it or feel it. And they were surprised about it because it was so big. And then I woke up. Hmm. So do you live in Hawaii? No. (laughs) I live in Oklahoma right now. So. (laughs) Okay. So did you... um... Did you feel like um, you were on a vacation or that this is just something that, you know, just a, no, uh, or did you feel like this was your home or? Yes. So I knew I had moved there, but okay. also I didn't know, like I had never seen it before or anything, but I knew I'd worked at a grocery store and I knew that I lived there. So everything okay. was new. Okay. So, um, you know, usually grocery stores and, and especially you said the uh, truck that looked like an old woman and then a, a banana on the back. Yeah. All of that speaks of provision. Mm-hmm. It speaks of spiritual food and spiritual provision. And um, I looked up the name Joshua and it means God is deliverance mm-hmm. or, you know, the deliverer. And so um, I believe that, you know, you were calling for him simply because um, this is where... Uh, where God's going to meet you. It's a tropical place. It's a place of refreshing. It's a place of that you don't normally live, you know, but you were there and um, things were happening, earthquakes, different things. You didn't feel them. You didn't, you didn't see it, but God's showing you that regardless of where you might be um, in on vacation or whether it's, it's a a place of, um, of just, uh, you know, um, I don't know, just maybe, you know, you were working. Okay. So you were trying to get a hold of your brother. You were working at a grocery store. So that has to do with spiritual provision. It has to do with you being able to be spiritually fed. And this huge, I just want to address this truck that's <laughs> supposed to be like an old woman. Uh, looked like the, you know, the front of it was an old woman with a banana. It was peeled. Yeah. So that tells me that it's ready. Like it's already, it's, there's mm-hmm. no, nothing that you have to work for, yeah. nothing that you're going to have to work for in order to do it. And I wonder if it doesn't have to do with, um, you know, like uh, generationally stored up for you, similar to what you would see in an attic or something like that. Like, you know, addicts are, are spiritually stored things from generations past. And I wonder about that because um, because it was an old woman. You have to say, well, why was it an old woman and not, you know, like a donkey or, a, you know, so it has to do with some kind of um, probably ancestral uh, things like that, you know. But again, you weren't going to have to work for it. It was already going to be there for you. And your brother was there. At first, they wouldn't listen to you. Then they did when there was a so there was something uh, threatening, life threatening happening. 
And I believe that that uh, that you're looking at God taking care of you. God is deliverance. He mm -hmm. is delivering you. He's going to bring, he's going to make sure that you're covered, that you're taken care of, that you don't feel the effect of things that might come. You know, uh, you said, uh, they said it was an earthquake from another island and it was so huge that everyone felt it but you. Yeah. <laughs> you're the only one that didn't feel it, right? Yeah. So I think that it has to do with a, a God's divine protection over you and his deliverance over you. And the fact that you might be working now, but there's going to be things that will come your way that will that will satisfy you spiritually that you don't have to work for. Yeah. 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 That sounds so good. I've been praying about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think it's cool. It was an old woman. I've never. Yeah. I was trying to visualize it. Like it, I'm trying to put that in my mind. Was it like the head or was it? Yeah. Like, right. The part of the semi. I don't even know what you call it. Just the front was yeah, like a huge like where head. the engine is. Yes. And then the part, the white cargo box was just a banana and it was so big. And I, I was just like, why did I dream about that? Like, I love it. it was crazy. <laughs> well, anytime but, you have a dream about a semi or anything mm -hmm. like that, again, it has to do with uh, spiritual provision. Mm -hmm. It has to do with something coming your way. Uh, you know, it's, it's large and it's, it's more than enough. So you, yeah. you don't have to uh, use it for just yourself. You can use it uh, and feed other people as well. Yeah. But I like the fact that it was unpeeled because that tells me it was ready. Yes. You weren't going to have to do anything to make it ready for, to, for people to eat. Yeah. And, um, and I think also you, the fact that your brother didn't listen to you in the first place and then he did later, I think it has to do with something that you've been given that God's going to open their ears to hear something from you when it's time. Yeah. And uh, they're in a, a certain time you, you are mouthpiece. You're a spokesman. You have something to say yeah. and you've experienced um, the goodness of God in times when there might've not been, where there might've been scarcity or whatever, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think it's good. And I always love dreams about Hawaii, tropical places, yes. places in paradise, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. great people over All there, right, too. Right. Do you so. have any other questions before we let you go? Um, no, I think that's it. So, okay. <laughs> anyways, awesome. thank yeah, you, well, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate yeah. it. All right. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Uh, someone, I just got a message from someone. Literally, as you were interpreting her dream, yeah, right there. Wow, Cindy, you just interpreted one of my dreams. <laughs> oh, it's really cool. Like you were talking about earlier, how sometimes one interpretation can also bring clarity to someone else's dream yeah, as well. Right. So, so cool. Yeah. So, okay, we only have three more people, Cindy. Okay. Let's, let's do, do it. it. We've got Joel. I think that's easy. Joel, did I get it right? Yes, you did. So I can read. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell us your dream. Yes. Uh, this is not a recent dream, but it did not happen as a child. I was an adult when it took place. Okay. And in the dream, my sister and I were going, um, we were in this cabin in the woods. We were going on a vacation and we're in this cabin and we look over and against the wall, there's a dresser, you know, one of those old types that are up on legs. Mm -hmm. And we see that there's something underneath the dresser. And we go over to look and my sister bends over and there's this giant snake coiled up under the dresser mm. that lashes out at her face and its fangs pierce the top and bottom of her face and kill her. Mm. And I pick up an ax that is in the corner um, and I hack, in anger, I hack the snake to bits for killing my sister. 
And as I watch, every piece of the snake grows into a new snake. Mm. And in the next scene of the dream, I was fleeing the cabin and I'm driving through a desert in a car by myself. And I look out and I can see all these snakes just going along and they're going across the road and I'm driving over them and killing them with my tires. And I get to, you know, I like get past them and I get to where I'm going and I'm where my family is and I'm going to go explain what happened, you know, tell them or warn them, do something. And I'm out, out of the car to go speak with my family and I hear this rustling sound. And I look over and on my car tires, these little pieces of snake that had embedded in the car tires are falling off and growing into new snakes. And the dream shifted to where I'm in a bunker and I know that I'm with the remaining people on earth in this bunker, that snakes have taken over the entire earth, but we're the last, we're the survivors. And we think we're safe in this bunker. And then we hear a rustling in the ventilation vent and we know the snakes are coming. And then the dream ended. So awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like a sci-fi thing. It was, well, I did. <laughs> I, I felt like I was in the movies really. Yeah. I woke up and yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like it. Yeah. Um, cabins are isolated places, places where you don't have a lot of uh, neighbors around and things like that. The fact that this came after your sister um, and uh, you said it, it was coiled under a dresser, which is stored things, things that have been, you know, um, usually uh, that's where you put your clothes and stuff like that. Right. But it's it was hidden. It was underneath. It was uh, not visible. And so it got a hold of her. Snakes represent lies. They're just long tails or lies They're always. I mean, the serpent in the garden, uh, was, uh, you know, his only weapon was a lie. That's it. And it was to poison. Uh, the truth and to try and squeeze it out. And you said when you hacked it up after it killed your sister, which tells me it has to do with family. It has to do with, uh, you know, something to do with, you know, affecting your family. It, it broke up into smaller snakes and then, you know, kept morphing and morphing and morphing. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The, none of this kind of dream sounds like it's very encouraging, but let's flip it around and see the other side of it. So what that tells me is that you have discernment. And you have the ability to see things before and even when they're hidden, even when something isn't uh, visible to other people. And even sometimes when you're alone in a cabin, I'm thinking you're going camping or on vacation. But yet here's this um, snake that comes out. So you've been given authority to speak truth that's, that will swallow up a lie. OK, and that will keep it from uh, spreading and morphing and becoming, you know, smaller and smaller little snakes where they're going to go and attack other people. So I think this has to do with your spiritual authority. I think it has to do with things that God has put in you. I think he's going to awake and anoint the seer anointing on you. That means your ability to see things that are not there. You're going to see in the spirit. You're going to see things that before they ever happen, you're going to be able to see them and conquer them and take them. You, you did chop it up. You did take an ax and chop it up. It's going to, uh, truth is going to, it always sets people free. Okay. The truth sets people free and Jesus is the truth. And so it's going to uh, set your family free. It's going to uh, set people around you free. Tires, you said that there were snakes growing out of the tires and stuff. You know, things were trying to affect your ability to, uh, for movement or for um, your 
uh, your trail or your trek or your road or wherever you were going. It seems like, you know, it was a, trying to affect that. But again, you're going to have authority over that. You're in a bunker, which tells me it has something to do with military or it has to do with um, people that have been fighting battles. You know, that's usually what bunkers are. And then you hear it rattling and coming. So I believe it's a time for you to step up where God's going to anoint you into the area of deliverance. He's going to anoint you in the area of supernatural uh, truth to speak of the truth that will suffocate and cremate and, and literally swallow up a lie. And it won't have the ability to multiply or won't have the ability to duplicate. And it's going to affect your family. So I'm going to say that I believe um, dreams are going to begin to be a big friend to you. God's going to share his secrets with you in the night seasons. He's going to give you specific understanding and, and strategies on how to overcome whatever lie, whatever uh, untruth, whatever thing that would try and come in and take captive or even kill or, you know, the faith of uh, a friend, families, members, people that you're around, whatever it might be. And I think that it's probably going to happen. I think of cabins being included place where you you don't have a lot of neighbors you usually it usually has to do when you get alone with god that god's going to give you these kinds of spiritual weapons remember the weapons of our warfare they're not carnal but they're mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and the truth will always set people free jesus is the truth and and you know that's why um he, he brings people into freedom. When the truth is revealed, a lie can't stand. It can't multiply. It can't go any farther. It has to be, uh, it has to be um, exposed, and then it's, 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 it's null and void. It has no more power. It doesn't have any ability to spread. And I think that's really kind of where you're, where you're going to go. God's going to anoint your mouth with truth and your heart with truth and your mind with truth. And um, you're going to have the, you're going to have that supernatural discernment to know what's coming and be able to see it. And, and that's why you kind of have to think of why was it attacking you in the middle of a cabin? Why was it multiplying? Why was it going at, growing out through your tires? Why was it, why did it attack your sister? You know, that kind of thing. And you just go, well, because you have authority there, you know, hmm. you got authority there. And so and it was hidden. It was underneath something. It was underneath a dresser that you weren't really expecting anything to happen. You were just going to have a good time. But out of nowhere, it came and tried to attack. And so um, God's going to give you, you know, the thing about this is when you have anointed words, when you have words that are from God right there, it cuts through everything else. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Everything else becomes unavailable. All kinds of lies become exposed and they're no longer, they don't have a bite to them anymore because they can't get a hold of anyone because they're not true and people know it. That's the kind of exposure actually that's happening right now. There's going to be exposure on epic levels to where no one can just say it didn't happen mm -hmm. or that kind of thing, because God's going to pull the rug back and right. things are going to be exposed and there won't be anywhere for people to hide. There's no there's no way for them it, it to multiply. There's no way for it to continue to grow because everyone is going to have truth that they're going to see and they're going to realize and God's going to cause them to see it and to realize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a 
it's kind of a, a weird, it's a weird dream in a negative way. Okay. But, but it's got all these positive, uh, you know, flip arounds. And so you, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to see this thing multiply. You've been given what you, what you dream, you have authority over. Okay. So if you're dreaming of snakes and they're multiplying, you have authority over those kinds of lies that would multiply and try and poison other people or take them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that really yeah. makes a lot of sense, you know, based on things I've had prophesied into my life. And, and even you saying, I'm going to start seeing things. God had me up in the middle of the night praying recently. And I was praying for somebody that uh, there had been a situation with, and I didn't even really know this person, but I had a vision of them as I was praying. And I saw that they're dealing with something spiritual. It was like a giant spider was coming out of their yeah. bag. Mm-hmm. you know, and just wrapping around almost like Doc Ock, you know, in, in the uh-huh. movies, you know, but it was a spider, you know, and, and I, I saw that and it, it was the first time I'd really seen something like that, you know, where I could see a physical picture of what was going on with somebody spiritually. Yeah. Um. So, and I've had some other really interesting dreams and encounters lately. And, and you actually gave me an answer on one, you know, it took place in a, in a hallway and you talked about that being a time of transition, mm-hmm. you know, right. so that really made it, it was like an aha moment, you know? Yeah. So, right. Yeah, because yeah, it's always, you know, you, you want to know, well, where was this in a, in a house or in a building or whatever kind of thing. So um, and it helps to do the contrasting, you know, like we've been doing even with these dream interpretations now. But uh, these are things that are going to be very I mean, God's if God before us, he can be against us. Right. right. Exactly. And God is going to reveal truth and he's going to make things. So, I mean, the, the when deep darkness covers people, we're supposed to rise up and light always dispels the darkness. There's nothing more. I mean, it just shows everything there for what it is. And that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it says, let God arise and his enemies are going to be scattered, man. They're just going to, they're going to flee there. And this, this particular thing has been snakes and lies have been the number one, um, weapon that the enemies used to try yes. and, and bring all kinds of confusion and all kinds of crap, mm-hmm. uh, to people. And they've been swallowing it. I had a friend who, <clears throat> excuse me, was getting ready to go to the university in the city that we lived in. And he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw the professor trying to shove a snake down his throat sideways. And he was choking on it. Lies. In the university setting. Yeah. He saw the professor. He saw the snake. And he saw that he was the, the professor was trying to shove this snake down this guy's throat. And it was sideways and he was choking on it. And he knew that he wasn't able to, to partake of it. He couldn't get it into him, you know? And so those are the kinds of things that have been, this is the number one attack that's been on, on everybody has just been lies and deception and Mm -hmm. twisted truth and the Leviathan spirit and the whole thing. So Mm -hmm. it just tells me that God's going to give you a, a weapon of discernment. And of the seer, the seer anointing that's going to come on you and you're just going to be able to take it out. It's mm-hmm. not going to affect other people. It's not going to multiply and morph. It's not going to have the ability to follow you on a trail, which is what your tri- tires represent. It can't follow you on a path or on the trail. And then when you get into a bunker, that's where, where the military usually hangs out. Well, you're going to have weapons of warfare that are not carnal and there's not going to be anything coming that's going to surprise you. Cause you're going to have the discernment to see it ahead before it ever does. And you're going to take authority over it and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then one other thing, actually, uh, Joel, when you grabbed the ax, uh, I actually heard in the spirit that you're a force to be reckoned with. And yeah, obviously there needs to be 
a correct way of going about something, but I was like, sheesh, like I feel, I, you know, if there was any pity I would feel towards the enemy, you know, it's like, you know, so let that be fuel for your prayer times too. That, that that's also like, God sees you as this mighty, just like warrior, just going for it. And that's one of the reasons why he's entrusted you with getting up in the middle of the night and praying for people. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think like that. JL. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then you're, uh, you're also wearing a Marvel shirt, right? Is it a Marvel shirt? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My geek so is showing. <laughs> yeah. Superheroes. You know, yeah. that's who you are. You're a superhero. So uh, yeah, let that be a fuel for your prayer times too, that God, God really knows that he can trust you with that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. That, that really, you know, I've, I've puzzled over this one for years. So that really, awesome. yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Great. Well, thanks, Joelle. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Yeah. Okay. We have two more people. Okay. Next one up is James, AKA my friend, Jim. Let's bring him on. Jim. Hey. Hey, Jeff. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Welcome to the show for the first time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so, you. okay. Let's get right into your dream because it was really interesting. Absolutely. Uh, I was in this vast building, uh, Cindy. It was very large, hard to describe. Uh, part of it seemed like a modern cathedral part of it was like a massive university and part of it was like a clean room factory i don't know how else to, to describe mm. it and so i was walking um and i've been walking for quite a while with four other individuals we were all dressed in white lab coats uh, we even had white shoes we had clipboards we were taking notes on everything that we saw we had a lot of people in in the building and there were people in uh, prayer groups uh meeting and praying there were people in classroom settings with somebody presenting. There were people that in a factory type setting, again, like a clean room factory making things. And there were people that were creating art objects, paintings and sculptures and so on. And the one thing that they all had in common, they were all in the light and we were taking notes and everything that we saw as we were going through this building. Uh, we went a long way. We got to the lobby, which was sort of in the center of the building, or I could tell it was in the center, people were coming in and out of the lobby. Uh, they were also in the light. And by that time, I was pretty tired. And I, I said to my colleagues, I said, uh, I need to have a break. I need to go get some rest. And they all said, yes, you can go. And one of them said, yeah, we got it covered. Go ahead. So I went over to an elevator and went inside, uh, pushed the button for the third floor, which was the top floor. And I was instantly in my room. And the room was all in white. Uh, I was sitting in a big, comfy white chair. And like I said, mostly white room. But the two windows that were in the room uh, were uh, large windows with wood, beautiful wooden frames. Um, looked like walnut or mahogany or something like that. Beautiful frames. And I found that I could open the window that was next to me with my mind. I just wanted it to open and it opened. And I was looking out into the parking lot behind the building, and it was a vast parking lot. And then I looked up, and I saw a vision of my wife in the corner of the room. And somehow I knew that she was arriving um, in the parking lot. And so I was looking out the window. You know, she had just gotten a new car, she had a Subaru Forester. And so I was looking for that car, and, um, and then I woke up. You also went to the third floor, right? There yes, were only three the, options. Yeah, and, there were three options. Went, yeah. yeah. So this is the, I'm sorry. Yeah, the third floor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, it sounds like you're get, being given strategy in three different arenas. Wow. You're being given strategy because uh, you're, you're taking notes. And it has to do with uh, cathedral, which is a spiritual component. It has to do with university, which is a higher learning um, in a place. And it also has to do with a factory where things are made. And so you're being given strategy and instruction on taking notes on all three of these different areas, along with other people. And everything was illuminated. So there was no darkness in it. So everything right. was being shown to you. And uh, the fact that you went into um, the elevator, that's a, it doesn't require your effort. It just takes you where you need to go. Third, of course, is third heaven, which, and then you're in the white chair, everything's white, you know, everything right. has to do. So I think it has to do with revelation. I think it has to do with uh, specific information and strategies. It's going to, God is going to give you in a collective group of, with three of three areas. Hmm. And that would be the spiritual area, the spiritual component, because one was like a cathedral. The other one was like a university, which has to do with higher learning. So you're going to learn things you've never seen or known before. And God's going to give you instruction and understanding and you have clipboards and you're being attentive and you're taking notes. So you're not just uh, casual about it. You're you're intentional uh, with a group of other people taking notes. And then where things are being uh, processed or they're being created or formed or fact, you know, factories, uh, they're being uh, um, mass produced. Okay, Mm. so whatever that might be. And um, but I believe that you're being given uh, insight. So I, I, I would I would say it's a good thing that you're taking notes. I don't know what's being mass produced in the factory. So you might want to, you know, um, again, but it's, it, it does definitely cover three areas of life or three areas of, of, um, of interaction. Mm, Very good. And then the fact that you're uh, looking and you can open the window with your mind uh, that just tells me it's supernatural. And it also tells me you're overlooking a parking lot. That's where people park or they are stuck or they're not, you know, they're not moving, they're parking, they're just stopping mm-hmm. there and you were waiting for your wife. So I think she's going to join you in this endeavor. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a, um, in, in her new car, which is, yeah. Great, she's you know? got a new and, car. yeah. And so I think that she'll be joining you because uh, mm-hmm. you were looking for her. Yeah. And so the two together, plus the collective group of people that you were with, with clipboards, I think you're going to be given some mm-hmm. insight into some hidden things or things you know, uh, that um, maybe hadn't been visible until now in those huh. three areas. Wow. I, I'm going to listen to this again because that, that was a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's good, man. That's yeah. very good. Uh, and I'll just say um, when Kelsey O'Malley was on a couple months ago, she did a prophecy that had some of the same things in it about me that you just said, Cindy. So there's, mm. there's a lot of commonality. So that's good. Wow. That's 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 amazing. <laughs> Good stuff, Good. man. Yeah, yeah, listen to it great. again and see if God gives you any more on it. But I, I will. You know, everything about it was illuminated, so there was no darkness. It was nothing was hidden, and you were right. being attentive. And that was that's real important mm-hmm. these days, you know, is to really be attentive to whatever God's telling us because we can't possibly contain it all and just happen to remember it. It's like God's wanting mm-hmm. us to be intentional, and that means writing down our dreams. That means remembering and dating them mm-hmm. when we had them. And what did, what was the element? What was the message? What's going on and how, because some things are going to happen so quickly that you'll have Mm -hmm. to go back and remember, oh, it was on this date at this time that I had this dream or this thing. God spoke to me this thing or so this will be a major 
thing for yeah. us in the in the days to come. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, thank you for that. I, I, yeah. you know, only occasionally have dreams that I remember. This was one. This is a couple of weeks ago when I was at my sister's, and um, but as I've shared with Jeff before, you know, I mostly have visions, but yeah, you know, the the visions I usually can understand by myself, but the dreams I need a little help with. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Jim. Okay, Jeff. All right. See you, man. Yeah, bye. All right. And then last but not least, we have (laughs) Roslyn. Roslyn, I believe. Roslyn, did I say it right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Awesome. All right. Go ahead and tell us your dream. Okay. So I had this dream several months ago. I dreamed uh, it was me and my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, granddaughter. She's 10. And we were in a hurry to get to the airport. We were we were up running like I had a big suitcase and she's and she little backpack. And we were going to go to California, yeah, to help her other grand other grandmother. And her name is Tuesday, but she calls her Gaga. So we were going to Gaga's house to help her with something. So we get to the airport and at the customer service, there's Tuesday. And I said, Tuesday, we're coming to help you, but I need your address. And she said was five nine two nine two nine, no no address or any address or anything, but I'm California, and then the dream ended. And this has stuck several months, and I always felt there was some significant significant number or to this dream. Five nine five nine two nine. Yes, ma'am. Is that right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be a zip code. Because zip codes are only five numbers. It's not a phone number because those are seven numbers. So, you know, 595929, it has to do with um, <laughs> this is where you're going to need to get Troy Brewer's book, <laughs> Numbers That Preach, um, because numbers are not a real strong thing for me. So I'm going to go with what I know. Okay. So the numbers do have significance in this dream. Um, yeah, but what what basically is going on, this has to do with um, you being, you and your granddaughter both being available to help. And you said you went to customer service. You went to the customer service and there was the other go- uh, grandmother, Tusi or Gaga is what you called her, I think, right? And so I think that it has to do with um, how, I think the numbers have something to do with this. And I don't really know. I'm just going to go out and say, I don't know. I don't know what those are. I don't know if you add them up. Or I don't know if if they have to do with, you know, five nine five nine two nine. That's specific. The only other time I've had a dream told to me like this was uh, in Cody, Wyoming, and it was. Um, I'm going to tell you the dream so that you can get a grid for this whole thing, okay? Because this is going to make sense to you and not me. But um, they uh, were in an old uh, store, and behind the store, like where the uh, cans of food and stuff were it was a it was a a, fa- a false wall so they pushed it and there were all these um uh, uh s- safety deposit boxes there and uh and she had a key and the key had those numbers on it and she opened that up and it was a safety deposit box it was nothing in it and so we were like there's something stored up for you with those numbers on it and then someone in our dream class from Cody, Wyoming said, go home and check your gas. I think it's a gas meter in your yard. 
And it was those numbers and it was six numbers, you know, and those numbers matched the numbers that were on, that had the, the key to the safety deposit box, which told me that it stored wealth. It has to do with something that that's going to produce later on, but wasn't producing right now. And I mean, it was like, I mean, it was, it was that specific. It was those numbers on that key, on that safety deposit box and on that gas, that gas meter or whatever that was. So there's something about those numbers that will be, uh, you said it wasn't an address, right? Mia. She didn't, she didn't give the address. The address said five, said nine, two, nine, two, nine, two, nine. And that was it. Oh, five, nine, two, nine, two, nine. Yes, ma'am. Ma'am. Five, nine, yeah. two, nine, two, nine. Right. Well, um, yeah, I don't want to take a stab at it because I don't know what that could mean specifically to you or your family, but it does have to do, it will affect you, your granddaughter and her grandmother. So it has something to do with something personal to you, whether it's um, it's like I said, it's you have to kind of weed out at this point. I do. I have to weed out. Uh, it's not a zip code and it's not a phone number. And it's, you know, I don't know. It could be longitude and latitude for all I know. It could be right. or it could it could be any number of uh, things in that combination. But because it was so specific, it might take you digging into it a little bit to find out what what do we have or what is it that you have possession of or or and and I guess the grandmother's the one that spoke those numbers. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah. And, and she was at the it's, customer it's service customer. counter. So that has to do with information being communicated back and forth. So that's all I can tell you. <laughs> That. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to lexicon and look up those numbers in the Greek lexicon or, or go, go into the, um, you know, where you, where you can look up the Hebrew um, numbers and things like that. I mean, you just, you just kind of have to go on a hunt when you've got those kinds of numbers that are so specific and something will open up and make sense to you. And we don't have time to do that right now. But if you do go in and you look at the Greek lexicon or whatever, yeah, Strong's Concordance could be another one mm -hmm. uh, where it's a scripture or it's something like that. I don't want to go out and say, yeah, well, it's scripture, you know, whatever, Psalm 59 and, you know, this or Psalm 29 and whatever. I just don't I don't have that information enough to give you. And, and again, it was six numbers. So I, I'm going to say start there. You're going to mm -hmm. have to some some of them send you on a search. I'll put Just you. I'll put it that way. Some dreams will send you on a search, yeah. and so we'll have partial information or be able to guide a little bit. But it came from your granddaughter's other grandmother, so that means she has something. She's got some kind of there's something that she possesses or she has knowledge of that contain those numbers. And then how they apply to you is another thing. But you might want to look at the Strong's Concordance and and get a look at that. Let's see. What about the airport? Yeah, airport means prophetic. Usually, usually means that you're getting ready to take off uh, in a, you know, like we talked about airplanes being prophetic. You see from another level and that kind of thing. But the, you didn't get on the plane. But 
it would have had, yeah. But had you gotten on the plane, it would have had a different, you know, it would have had more substance or more context. But you didn't get on the plane. You just ended up at the customer service and there she was. So you didn't even have to take the trip. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Everything was coming your way. You weren't having to go get it. Like, you might want to get a look at that and see. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank much. much. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't help any more of that. Keep praying. Five nine two nine. Keep searching. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody gets it, you know, you can put it in the comments. All right. Cindy Miguel. <laughs> you did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Great job. It wasn't Everybody. even hard. We've just done so many of these uh, oh, yeah. different times, you know. No, you, you weren't even phased whatsoever. <laughs> I, the thing I appreciate, though that I've noticed is when you didn't know something and maybe this was an issue younger when you were like younger in this, but you didn't, you, you don't feel a burden to be like, I feel like I have to give them clarity on every single thing. And so rather than like forcing an explanation of something and seeing it not hit the mark, you're like, you know, I don't, I actually don't know what this means, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I really, I really appreciated that seeing that. Yeah. So well, we, we only see in part, you know, mm -hmm. and um, if I, you know, if, if we don't have the info, you can, you can look at it. Sometimes it'll be a download immediately, like a word of knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. God will give you the word. He'll give you the understanding. Right. But if something like that, um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know what that would be. Cause I don't, I don't study numbers. And that kind of thing. I have friends that do, but I don't, I don't study them. And so there's a number of um, my prophetic friends, you know, who have a real um, heart for and a study for numbers. Um, you know, Doug Addison does Barbie Breathitt, um, Steve um, Maddox. And then of course, Tori Brewer wrote numbers at preach. So mm -hmm. you could look at those numbers, but this one was very specific in that, it was six numbers. So I had mm -hmm. to rule out a zip code because that could mean a location. And I had to rule out a phone number because that's seven numbers. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought, okay, something's going on with, you know, this, this, this has to do with, and the only other thing I could, I could liken it to was when that person had that gas meter with a key to a lock or safety deposit box. And then it was the same numbers on the key on the lockbox yeah, and on pretty they went home that night they went home from the dream course and looked on their box and that was the numbers so it had to do with prosperity it had to do with something that was going to produce yeah. in the days to come because it was a safety deposit box but mm -hmm. yeah so we just we we can do what we do right yeah and let it absolutely land, so absolutely well cindy honestly this has been an absolute treat like this whole series uh, um and i know that it's going to help people for years to come months and years to come uh everybody give cindy a round of applause put the, the <laughs> clapping emoji in the uh, comments of the live chat but also 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 there's absolutely no way we could have done this as well as we did without my team of illumination and michael right. who are incredible 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 and so valuable to this everybody give them a clapping emoji Yay. as well because they so Enjoy. deserve it um, I so appreciate them. So thank you, everybody. Cindy, how can people follow you beyond this? <laughs> beyond. Yeah, beyond this. Um, go to cindymiguel.org. Make sure and sign up for the shout. 
that's a weekly, uh, it gives you information about where we're going to be or upcoming events and that kind of thing. Um, I've got two books that I've written, Words at Work and What Your Dreams Are Telling You. You can get those on my website as well. I also have a dream journal. We have a dream bundle for 40 bucks. And so we'll send you all three, the two books and the dream journal. We have the wristband set, which is 10 bucks, which is really good because it's an icebreaker. It has words of encouragement. We used it at the convention the first time when we had a big roulette wheel and we rented a booth. By the way, we have outreaches coming up. If you want to help support us to go, we really could use it. Yeah. And um, so you can donate there on my website as well. And we have other training. We have a learn and launch that we do. We like to do them in person. We get a group of about 50 people. Uh, I don't teach on dreams at that, even though we do interpret some of your dreams at those learn and launch, but it'll give you principles, practical tips, understanding the culture, especially woke culture. Words that work was written by all the stuff that we went through when we were learning how to engage the culture that we currently live in and use language that's not Christianese because they don't speak that language. They don't even know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and how to build a bridge and get you into their life and give you opportunity and a welcome to give them a word of knowledge Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be that would uh, reconnect their life uh, to the one who has, you know, is trying to reach them. So um, we have a lot of things going on. We do prophetic prayer once a month. It's free. Uh, Tim does it. My husband does it. Oh, and cool. we have people sometimes two and 300 people on prophetic prayer. And wow. it's to give you a chance to have prayer over your family, over your city, over your life. You know, we want you to feel like you're cared for, like you mean something and that you're not neglected. And so often people don't, you know, know where to go to get prayer. So we offer that. We want to offer that mm-hmm. um, to people once a month. And it's on Zoom, so, you know, it's easy to get on. And it's it's supposed to be an hour. I think this last time it went like two and a half hours because <laughs> so many people were praying, wanted to pray, wow. you know. So um, we do that. and But the Learn and Launch, uh, it's at a minimum of 50 people. Uh, the, this will equip you to go into, into world places in the world that you would have never gone, uh, uh, arenas, you know, that you would have never thought to go in and you'll have success in being able to do it. It'll keep your outreach going longer. It'll give you, God will teach you um, his ways when we go. And and he calls people that are away from him. He calls them his friends. Mm-hmm. And so I, I brought that out in this book that we've, we've categorized them and put them over here and over here. And they're in this pen and that pen. And we, we shame people. We almost, you know, yeah. And we become almost like the accuser of the big brother, you know, we're the, uh, and we're like, oh my gosh, the prodigals are coming home and we're the big brother going, where's my feast? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and so I'm trying to bring the heart of God out into the way he sees people and he's so wanting them to come home and he wants them to reconnect. And it's just like the guy that had the dream on this show. He was burying his old man. Yeah. Well, that's what happens yeah, when we go profound. out. Yeah. Wasn't that good? It's yeah. like, you know, he was burying his old man. And, he, and that's what we see. We see when they, when they have an encounter, because they have an encounter with the spirit of truth, who is the Holy Spirit. And then they are shaken. They are just like, they've never felt it. And God backs us. He is like, I'm more into this than you are. So we're just trying to get people into the harvest field and be successful Amen. in how we're reaching them. And um, 
So anyway. Well, you do it so well, Cindy. <laughs> so thank you. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure. It's yeah. been my pleasure to, to get to do this for, you know, with you guys. And yeah. I love your questions. I love your hearts. I love the fact that I, you know, you and, and uh, all the gang, Steve and Doreen and how long they've been doing this and all the battles I know you guys face. And I just couldn't thank you enough. I mean, my goodness, you guys have borne the heat of the day, right. And mm -hmm. gone forward and spread the word and people have benefited so much. And uh, I champion you. Oh, and so it's wonderful. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Well, Cindy, it's been real and I'm, I'll see you again. I'll see you again on here. We'll have you back. So. Maybe we'll do another run of the dream. Maybe we'll That'll be 2.0. Why not? You know, <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, yay. So, yeah. all right, everybody, that's our show. Also, there's a donation link at the end of lightyourfire.com slash donate. Keeps all this free. Keeps it so that we can do dream interpretation and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, and so we really appreciate it. Yes. So any any and all, even if it's five bucks, we appreciate it. Um, it goes, it goes, uh, it's well spent. Uh, yes. It's all free. It's so It's good soil. Yes, it's good soil. So everybody have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. See you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.